So we begin our second week in 40 Days of the Word, a study that's available to everybody. There's still workbooks back there if you want to pick one up. Last week, we began with pronounce it, to pronounce the Word of God. This week, we picture it, picture the Word of God. So we turn to Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. Now the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Picture it. Here it is. The bread and the cup. Can you remember your first experience of communion? Maybe you were a a child, maybe you didn't grow up in the church and you were an adult, but the first time the bread and the cup was there for you. I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. Can you picture your first memory of communion, the bread and the cup? Go ahead, open your eyes. Who was with you? Just, Just call it out. Who was with you? Parents, him, parents, grandparents. Who else? Who was sitting beside you? Who was kneeling with you? Brother. Brother. Go ahead, Luke. Mom. Parents. Parents Parents. Parents and grandparents. Parents and grandparents. grandparents. Just friends. Best friend. Best friend, even better. Best friend. Were you sitting? Raise your hand if you were sitting. Were you kneeling? Anybody standing? Right, we do it different ways. Now, I grew up in the United Methodist Church, and the church I grew up in back then, it was a long time ago, uh, children were not permitted to take communion until they were confirmed. So my first memory is my sisters got it, and I didn't. It passed over me. But then, in ninth grade, I was confirmed. And I could take the bread and the cup. And I remember sitting there with my my mom and my, my dad, and taking the bread and drinking the juice. And then my mother pulled on my sleeve and said, you should have taken the gum out of your mouth. And I said, oh, no, mom. It's in the gum. I get to enjoy it all day. I'm going to take it with me. My mother did not appreciate my teenage theology. But I believe it stays with me. I still believe, I got no gum this morning. I still believe it stays with me, that it goes out into the world with me. 
Our minds are incredible things created by God. We, we live right now in this moment, but we can go anywhere we want. We can remember back to being a child. We can enter houses we no longer live in. We can go into our grandparents' house and smell, smell the Thanksgiving turkey. God has created an imagination within us, the ability to picture things and places that no longer exist. If I say communion bread, can you taste it? Did you grow up with a sort of sweet shortbread or regular bread? Maybe you grew up with the host placed on your tongue, but you can taste that. What about grape juice? Can you taste it? Yeah, you don't even have it in your hand, and you can taste it. God has given us this gift of imagination. So when we open God's word, we should not just read letters and sentences on a page, but we should step back a moment and close our eyes and picture whatever we're reading. Noah on the ark, Abraham standing on the seashore, Sarah laughing her head off in the tent. We can picture Samuel looking at brother after brother, seeking a king and finding no one. We can picture Jesus reaching out to heal someone who's sick. Paul scribbling ferociously in the prison, writing his letter. Priscilla turning her life around and, and bringing the Christians home to turn her whole family around to follow Jesus. When we read these stories, we should picture them. So we're going to practice a little bit. The first, this is the easy part. When we come to this table, we always do this in remembrance, right? We remember that this, this was the night that Jesus gathered his disciples. This was the night he was betrayed. Can you picture the disciples? you got the choir here on either side. You know, you maybe just picture that famous painting, but that's okay. Can you picture that table with Jesus? There he was. He had washed the disciples' feet, and then they, they gathered at the table. Then he started to talk about one, one of them would betray him. And the disciples, like kids, are saying, not me, not me. I didn't do it. I'm not going to do it. Then Peter made a great pronouncement. I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. And Jesus turned to him and said, you will deny me three times before the rooster cries in the morning. Who do you identify with? Andrew? Maybe one of the disciples, Thaddeus, at the end that no one talks about. Maybe Peter, Judas, Jesus, John. Who do you identify with? What would you be feeling? I mean, they were filled with joy. Here they were at the, the Passover meal. Some of them anticipated great things were going to happen. Were they confused? What would you feel? Joy and confusion, frustration, wonder, worry, anxiety. When you open God's word, it's, it's alive. 
so you can allow it to be alive in your head. The screen in your head, your imagination. Picture whatever you read on the page happening. Put yourself in there. Where would you be? How would you feel? What would you think? Now we're going to take a bigger challenge. Because this table is not just a table of remembrance. That's the way we see it for the most part. But this table reminds us of what God did through Jesus Christ. This table led to his suffering, death, and resurrection. But this table also points to the future. Because at this table is the promise that Christ will come again in glory. That the kingdom of heaven will come on earth. So I want you to close your eyes again. Can you picture the kingdom of God here on earth? It's a little harder to picture the future than the past. Okay, go ahead, open your eyes. What, what would no longer exist in our world? Just yell it out. Hate. War. Pain. Greed. And it's power. Well, envy. Envy. What? Lies. Thunder? Hunger, right? No one would be hungry. Can you picture it? It's hard in the brokenness of this world to picture a world without all of that. A world that Christ will come in glory and set everything right. A world where we will feast at this table forever. And the food will never run out. When you come to the table this morning, when you come up and take the bread and the juice, I want you, either as you grasp the cups or take a moment off to the side, to picture the sin, the sin that's in your life that you want Jesus to take away. Picture it and give it to Jesus. And then as you walk back, I want you to picture it gone. Gone as far as the east is from the west. Gone, placed at the bottom of the sea, never to be seen again. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks and praise for what you did for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We give you thanks that you loved the world so much that you sent your only Son here. We give you thanks and praise that he came, suffered and died, and rose again for us to offer us salvation, to give us the forgiveness of sins, to give us eternal life. Pour out your Holy Spirit this morning, O God. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon all of us gathered here, gathered at home, O God. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and pour out your Holy Spirit upon these gifts of bread and cup. May they be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we might be made the body of Christ redeemed by his blood at work in the world today until 
until we are made one, O God. Come and make us one. Make us one with you, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until that day that Christ comes again in final victory and we feast at this heavenly table forever and ever. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.